Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you want to be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting? We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road how to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers, and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Our sessions are 9 to 11.30 Pacific time. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at LoanTeamTraining.com. And welcome to Loan Officer Team Training. I'm Irene Duford, your host, and I'm super excited to have back Allison Rixner back with us again for our number two podcast together. I believe you're the only one so far that I've had a podcast number one and a podcast number two that is kind of related to each other. So welcome, Allison. I'm so excited to have you here. That's exciting. Thank you, Irene. I feel really special. You are special. (laughs) You just have so much to share. We have talked so much about process and systems, and we're both on the same page when it comes to those types of things. And so I just appreciate you being here to share with our listeners some of the knowledge that you have and the wisdom and the experience that you've gotten over the years. And so for those of you that don't know and listen to to the last podcast Allison was on, she was talking about some amazing things. This one's going to be very different in what we're talking about, but listen to her and you'll know that she runs a very successful mortgage company, the Orlicky Group, and Oliver, is, Oliver Orlicky is her husband and they make a great team. And so let's talk about processes. Sound good? Are you ready to dive in? I'm ready. 
Let's do this. Different, but yet just as important as what we talked about last time. Exactly. Different, but just as important. Yes. And so this one is going to be geared toward anyone that has a business, but especially loan officers, because that's what we do, right? Is we know that business, but it will work on any business because both of us have been in different businesses before and we know it works. Let's talk about how your process needs to support your business model. So how do you look at that, Allison? Share your wisdom with us here. I love that we're talking about this too, because I don't believe, and I would love to hear your thoughts, that there's a one-size-fits-all process for every business or even every mortgage company. There's a lot of companies out there that have different business models, right? Mm -hmm. They have maybe a lot of LOs. Or maybe they're in 20 states versus one or two states. Yes. Uh, maybe they have a different kind of philosophy about how they manage pre-approvals, right? Do you quote rates over the phone? There's just all these things that go into who you are and how you want to run your business. Yes. And that should be in direct synchronicity with the process that you have and how you set your company up operationally. Mm-hmm. And I'm a really big believer in that. So I'll give you the example of how we do it. So when Oliver, I joined Oliver in the business in 2020, and he had been a broker, I think since 2000 or 2001. So he'd been doing it a really long time. And uh, we decided to work together. And I remember thinking the first conversation we had, when we were getting really serious about it, was what do we want this company to be? How do we want to make our mark? What do we believe in? And for us, we believe in doing a lot of upfront work and doing a very accurate pre-approval and application process. Mm -hmm. So we knew that having the right support team upfront where we estimate about 80% of the work gets done, that process is going to be very different than a company where Maybe they don't do a lot of upfront work. They issue a pre-approval and then kind of the processing team has to fix everything and make everything okay. Mm -hmm. Different business model. That's not what we do. So I think it's really important to not really even start with your process, but to start with what do we want to do as a company? We decided we're never issuing a pre-approval to an agent or a client unless we know we can close on that transaction. It's super important to us. So Mm -hmm. then what do we do? What do we do with our loan partners? You know, what do we do with our qualification questions up front? How does all of that work? So I think that's generally speaking, you know, kind of what I think when I think about that. Yeah. So you ask yourself, what do we want? How do we want to run things in our business model? And that doesn't matter whether you're in loans or some other business. You have to know what matters to you and what's important, especially when you're serving clients. How does my voice get heard? How does our voice get heard out in the in the workforce, you know, in the in the business world, what do we want to be known for, and how can we make that happen? And I think that's that's it. What, that's what, what you, you did. just said was perfect. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely perfect. What do we want to be known for, and then how do we go execute that? Yes. How do we implement that? How do we iterate that to get to a place where we feel like we are standing behind what we're trying to do in the market? Yes. It's like Simon Sinek says in his book, Start With Why. It, when I read that book- I have that it right was, here. It I was, still haven't read it. It I just was like it. a, oh, you've got to read it. When you I read know. it, 
your heart is going to feel like mine did. It's just all of a sudden you just go, that's exactly what I want to do. And that's what I did. When we started the Lone Team Training Company, I started with why on purpose because I had read that book and it was my opportunity to start a business for the first time with why. What I love about starting with why is what matters to you? What kind of people do you want to serve? How do you want to serve them? What are your values? Like what really matters to you? And so you're going to love that book. So if the listeners haven't read that book, definitely read that book by Simon Sinek, Start With Why. Now let's discuss why the process is just as much of a reflection on you as the company or on marketing and sales. You know, how does that reflect you as a business owner? Well, I think it's important to kind of tell you why this is so important to me now. I worked for a lot of corporate companies prior to starting the Orlicky Group with my husband. And I became very disenchanted by a lot of the buzzwords and a lot of the buzz phrases that these Uh companies were saying to clients and really not fulfilling on any of those promises, right? We do Mm -hmm. X and Y. And then when you actually sign the contract and you get in as a customer, it's a bait and switch. Yes, essentially, right? And making sure that you have that in the process is so, so, so important because you have to know exactly how this business needs to operate in order for you to fulfill what you are telling your clients, agents, vendor partners, your internal team. Mm-hmm. That is so important. It starts, you know, what do they say? It's an inside job. Yes. It's an inside job. My team has to know that what we say to a customer on the phone or what we say on our website or what we say on social media, that we're actually backing up with the process. So when we tell people that we are going to make sure that you are fully approved to purchase a home, if we don't do that and someone goes out to buy a home and they can't, That's on us. Yes. Now, I guess I should say the caveats of them doing something they're really not (laughs) supposed to do. We're we're all laughing in the industry, but that goes for any business. If you're putting your your mark and your statement out there, your process has to reflect that. Yes, it does. So, So let's talk about how we do that. How do you actually set up a process? And I've watched you do it. And it was an amazing thing to watch how you put it together. And we talked about it. And tell us how you did that. Like, because you started from scratch. There was no process in place. Well, yes, but I'll never forget this. The first thing that you and I talked about, you said, you got to get this process on paper. And how many years did you try to get Oliver to put his process on paper? (laughs) Uh, A long time. (laughs) (laughs) It was many years, we'll just say. We won't say the number of years, but... I said to him, listen, if we're actually going to do this and we're going to grow this company and scale it and make this a a legitimate company, we have to put this down on paper. And I'll never forget step one was me meeting with him and trying to extract all of the pieces of what was his process over 18 years. Yep. Right. Onto a document knowledge system, which we have, which is amazing. But it was a bit of pulling teeth because... And this is another really important thing with the process. If it lives in someone's head, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Right. So I didn't have to create anything from scratch, but I took 
over a, a period of time, I took all of those pieces, kind of pulled them in, and then really evaluated them. So for someone that doesn't have that start that I did, ask around. There's mm-hmm. groups. There's a lot of different people that are willing to share their process with you. Get a coach that can help you with your process. That's mm-hmm. a fantastic idea. Invest in yourself. Invest in your business. But then once you do have it documented, really testing and iterating is very important. The process that we started with when we first put everything into the system is not the process that we have today. It's changed. I think of it as a very organic thing. It's a. It's kind of another team member, really, yes. in my mind. Um, and making sure that you take your time with it, but set deadlines for yourself, right? Because if you don't say, okay, we're going to get this on paper by X date, it's probably never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Push yourself, right? Yes. See how, see, and, and I had to push myself and I had to push him. Thankfully, I had you there to help me with that. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was definitely interesting. It's so much easier when you actually do it versus thinking about it. Because you yes. can't run a business if you don't have the right operational protocols and SOPs and processes. And, you know, it's just a project like anything else. And again, ask for help where you need it and know that it is just as important to get that process documented and down in, in some system as it is to sell and market your company. I and mean, if you can't fulfill, again, if you can't execute, it doesn't matter what you say because people no. are going to judge you on what you did, not what you said. Exactly. That's exactly right. So when you went back and you said you started, you didn't start from scratch, meaning Oliver had all the knowledge in his head of what he did and when he did it, it just needed to be documented on paper. So yeah, I want to clarify that. You weren't really starting from scratch, except to start from scratch by writing it down. That's what I meant. You're putting it on paper. You started from scratch, but- Tell us how you did it. Like, did you set up times with Oliver? I know it's like pulling teeth to get a loan officer to sit still long enough to document anything. Uh, But tell us how you did it. Like different things that worked and and the good and the bad. It's always complicated when you're trying to get your husband to do something, let alone it was, we were new at this work thing. (laughs) I'll never forget. We talk about that first meeting. (laughs) We were like, what are we doing? (laughs) It was just so interesting to go through that. But you have to set time. Yes. This is a project and it needs to be project managed. On the right? calendar. Yeah. On the calendar, you have to, and that's even for yourself if you're creating your own process, because if you're just going throughout your day, it's always going to end up shifting to the end of the priority because someone's always going to call, block yourself out, give yourself that that quiet space to either get something down or you know have that conversation with somebody to figure out what you do. Taking everything, and I actually started voice recording it. That's what I, I was going to suggest. I couldn't write as fast as he was thinking and talking. Because again, mm-hmm. when someone has so much in their head, it was just like, okay, how do I do this? So I started recording it and I would go back and then I would kind of you know, figure out. Luckily for me, we had an established pipeline. We had an established CRM. So the framework of how the loans move through the pipeline was already there. Now mm-hmm. we changed them. It didn't stay the same. But we had a structure. So if you think about it, I kind of had a skeleton and I was just filling in all of the different parts of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, managing time. Then once I've got kind of the the high level down, then I was able to get the nitty gritty. So if you think of it, right, it's kind of like an inverse triangle. You do a brain dump and then you try to get as much as you can. And then, like I said, you fill in all the pieces. 
I also talked to the team. So when I, ha- I thought I had a pretty good idea of how something was, I'd go to another team member and say, is this what you do? Yes. And if not, what do you do? Or why don't you agree with this? Mm-hmm. What, why would you do this differently? And really letting them do what they do best and say, I don't, I don't do that. Why would you do that? And there was some things that actually maybe they hadn't thought about and some things that maybe Oliver hadn't thought about. So it was really yes. an interesting exercise of trying. That's what I mean about the iteration. Yeah. Including the whole team on it. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody is going to remember everything in their head. Can you imagine? Most people forget so many things when they're trying to write something down like that, like a checklist. You can't possibly remember all of it. So my, my operations director and friend, Sarah, who you know, who you've met, she has an interesting and infamous quote. If it's on your mind, your mind isn't clear. I love that. Say that again. Isn't that great? So if it's, if it's on, it's either on your mind or in your head. I think if it's on your mind, your mind isn't clear. Yes. So if you're having to go through a filing system, I mean, it's just science, right? It's just biology, probably yes. physics too, in a way, but we can only manage so many things. And if you are constantly thinking about, and that was what was happening with Oliver, right? He was, he was the guy, the process person who had it all in his head. So there was constant questions coming to him. Yes. Right. And then once we got everything into, we use Guru, which is a knowledge management system, which is something that Sarah recommended. And I want to shout out Sarah. She helped project manage and did a lot of this work. She is amazing. Um, She is amazing. I'm very grateful for her. I I couldn't have done it without her. And we couldn't have done it without Oliver. You know, it was a team effort. Everyone took their part, Everyone did their part. Yes. Absolutely. And you know, really making sure that we had, so what we created in Guru was a training manual because it's a step-by-step, you know, what buttons to click in the CRM and, you know, all of the different pieces, screenshots and checklists. And, you know, really the goal was if I had to step in for our loan partner or whoever, right, could Mm -hmm. I do that? Yes. And you and I talked about that a lot. Yes. Right. You have to be able to make sure that you have, it's almost like an insurance policy in ways, Mm -hmm. training manual, insurance policy you know, checklist. And I don't want my team to be living in the process. I want them to be servicing our clients. That's a big one. Serving the clients is number one, not living in the process, thinking about the process so much because nothing is documented that you can't really serve the clients the way you want to, because there's no peace. You're not present for the conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Peace, not P-I-E-C-E, peace, P-E-A-C-E. <laughs> Peace and presence, right? Totally. Yep. When you don't have peace of mind, you can't service clients the same way. And I've always been a big proponent of making sure that things are documented so that whoever is out that day, it doesn't matter because someone else can pick up and take off right from where they left off because it's documented in a CRM somewhere where it's in one place and everyone has access to it because otherwise one person's gone and the whole place shuts down until they get back and emergencies happen. Things happen in people's lives. I I just don't know how you could sleep at night, not having something like that in place. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I appreciate all your guidance and mentorship around that. And we had a CRM. We didn't use it the way we should have. We do now. And anytime somebody's out, I can't tell you how happy, not only are the clients getting served as they should, but our internal team, they can come back to work and they're not coming back to a nightmare or they don't have to take their computer with them because 
you know, they work for the company, right? They should have their vacation. Yes. That's how it works. That's the Mm -hmm. respect that you should have for people. And it really matters. It's essential when you have a smaller team. Yes. It's essential. Yeah, it really is. So it's important that we have the right belief in our system that all of everyone on the team is on the same page, but it has to start with you, right? You have to start it and create it and then bring the team in afterwards and have them give you your feedback. Yes. And you know, I just want the loan officers out there and anyone that's running a business to know that it's not, you do not have to have a process guru on the team to make this happen. It can be so simple. You can get the detail later. First, you put just the basic simple stuff down in a checklist. And it's just a simple checklist. Okay, first we do this and then this and then this and then this. And you can add the detail later to it. So as long as people know what needs to be done and when it needs to be done in the process, I just believe that that's really, really important. And it didn't happen overnight for you, right, Allison, as you were creating it? How long did it take you? It never ends. Yep. (laughs) I don't mean to be the bearer of like, (laughs) it's never over, nor should it be, Mm -hmm. right? But to get the core meat was probably over a year. Over a year, right? Because it, so don't expect too much from yourself and beat yourself up if you don't get it done. You know, people think that they have to get it done in a month or, you know, two months. And sometimes, sometimes you can get it done that quickly, but sometimes you can't. And it just takes, right. you had a team, a big team. You had a pretty good sized team yeah. to, to document everything. Mm-hmm. And you had help with Sarah. Sarah really helped you a lot. It might've taken you longer otherwise. Yes, but it absolutely the, would have. The important thing is that you were on the path of creating it and it was piece by piece one day at a time. Yes. And so people can get overwhelmed thinking, oh man, that's just going to take me forever. But if you just work a little bit every day, or, or schedule out time like you did and just take a piece. Like Oliver was only going to give you so much time because he had loans to to work on, right? And to close and to marketing yeah. to do and you know phone calls to make and all kinds of stuff. So he could give right. you. So when you set those times with him, were they half hour? Were they an hour? How long typically? We started with longer <laughs> time blocks and that didn't work out very well. So we went shorter. <laughs> half an hour is too short you know, an hour is probably ideal. Okay. I also think you have to think about you being anyone that's listening to this. What is your attention span? What does that look like for you? Because you want those to be really focused times. And I think other thing that's important, and I failed to mention is that we're a broker Mm -hmm. and this is different, right? We don't plug into a process. We don't work for a lender. It's, that's a very different thing, right? So Mm -hmm. for all the brokers that are listening to this, I know you all are resonating with this. I've talked to a lot of folks about this. It's something that everybody is challenged with. It is. It's it's a challenging piece of, of what we do. Now, I'm sure it impacts everyone in the business and every business, like you said, will be impacted by it. But I just wanted to mention that as well so people could get like a context of- Yes, I think that's great. How it worked. And then building your process is the company's process, not your own process. So let's talk about that. So very early on, day one, I came to the Orlinky group to start it. Everybody kept saying, this is Oliver's process. This is Oliver's process. This is Oliver's process. That's true. It wasn't not Oliver's process. 
But what that allowed for some of the team members that were with us at the time was a non-ownership view of the process. Well, that's his. Mm -hmm. And that's not mine. So maybe I don't have to follow it exactly. Or maybe I don't agree with him specifically. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And I think that happens, especially with LOs that have been in the business for some time, right? It becomes their process. Mm -hmm. So over the course of time, I really helped change the perspective of my team to say, this has nothing to do with Oliver. This has to do with our company, why we do what we do, and the people that we serve. Mm -hmm. That's why this matters. And because everyone is part of the company, then it becomes, oh, this is mine too. I have ownership. I have agency with this. I have a stake in this. And you know when that's especially important is when they come on with experience and they have their own way of doing things. Because you ran into that too, where some people didn't want to do it (laughs) right your way because their way, you know, has always worked for them. Right. And their way, typically, when people say that, I have noticed processors, loan partners that have been in doing it a long time, and they have their own way of doing things, and it works for them. It works for them as long as they're there, as long as they're not out sick, as long as they haven't taken a day off, as long as they're not out to lunch, as long as you know they haven't taken a half day to go to their daughter's school or their son's right. school, for whatever it is, as long as they're not on vacation, it's just... It only works when they are physically able to get on the phone and be present. Right. And that's not how you run a business. No. And I would challenge if if you're hearing that, which you will inevitably in this business, ask them why. Why does this work for you? How does this work for you? Mm-hmm. And inevitably, someone will start talking in circles and you'll quickly realize that it doesn't work. And it's them telling themselves, they're like, oh, wait a minute, maybe that, it's like that aha moment, right? Our processor, because I own a processing company as well, and our lead processor on the processing side, she came from a very different business model. So this kind of wraps in both of the things that we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. And we always were heavy purchase, even in the refi boom. But she came from a straight refi shop and broker as well. And at first, they left her to her own devices. Again, philosophical difference, right? I don't care how you get this done, get it done. And if you can't get it done, there's going to be consequences to pay. So somebody that works within that structure comes to us where we're like, okay, here's your checklist. This is your email templates. Yep. Here's your phone scripts. She's <laughs> like, I said, I, you know. I told you there was no bait and switch here. You knew exactly what was happening. But I think coming from that very vast philosophical difference, she was like, whoa. And it took well over a year for her to understand and buy into why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And now if she was on this call, she would rave about the process. Hmm. She never took a note. Now her notes would make you cry. That's so awesome. She went on a maternity leave. She had a baby Mm. at the end of last year. And I remember her saying, I'm so nervous. (laughs) Because a good processor feels like they want to control everything. Yes, They want to know where everything's at. They want to make sure everything's like on track and scheduled. And she said, I'm so nervous, but I know that the process is going to support what we need to do. That's it. 
was the best thing anybody could have ever said. Because again, it's not about one person. Yes. It's about the collective team. Yes. Right. Yep. The process, I love what you just said. The process will support. Yeah. The process will support. And that's what it does. We we call it sweat the same way every time. That's what we call it in our wow training and everything that we do, sweat. And when I say right. sweat to anyone, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Same way every time. That's a process. Yeah. If and it's you, repeatable. Yes. Yep. When you're selling yourself to a client or to an agent or to, you know, whoever, you need to make sure to tell them it's so important. Everyone you send to us is going to get the same experience. Yes. Yeah. It's not, it's not good just to have that process, but to explain it to your referral partners and your clients. Oh, yes, it is. That's it's a selling feature. It's a selling feature. And interestingly enough, I will give you a story about what happened today. How Let's these, hear it. How these things happen, right? So <laughs> So uh, perfectly aligned. Phone call was sent to me. It was a new someone on the new client's line. This woman, she said she had spoken with somebody before. She was confused because she had called so many mortgage companies asking mm. for a quote today. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask her how many. I was too afraid. <laughs> <Can one know? laughs> so I said to her, I said, okay, you know, you want a phone quote? I said, why do you want a phone quote? Oh, well, I just want to know my rate. That's what my rate. I said, okay, I understand, you know, and I said, we don't quote rates over the phone. Why? And I explained to her why. I said, how can I quote you an accurate number when I don't know anything about you? Mm -hmm. And Oliver has a good analogy. Actually, he just told me today that I'll share with everyone and everyone's probably dealing with this because a lot of people will quote quote rates over the phone. Again, philosophical difference, right? We don't agree with it. Doesn't mean that somebody can't do it. Would you take a medication without talking to your doctor? Never. So why would you quote a rate over the phone based on nothing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can tell you what my credit is. I said, okay, from Credit Karma? Not the same. Right. <laughs> it's just not. It's the way the world, the business is. Do you know what debt to income ratio is? Nope. Okay, we do. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. why we have a job, yeah. right? We know how to evaluate you as far as the risk is concerned. And the rate is just, a, you know, the rate is just one part of it, all of the things. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't hearing me. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, listen, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. I explained to you why we're doing what we're doing. Our reputation in giving you an accurate rate quote, because she already had a property. Mm-hmm. This isn't like somebody that was just trying to get a TBD pre-approval. I said, we could run insurance quotes for you. You know, We have a partner to do that. We can run the taxes, like a real true monthly payment. Estimate. Yes. You want to hear it. And so I just paused and I asked her why. I said, why do you just want to do this over the phone? I'm really afraid that someone's going to take my information and do something wrong with it. And I Mm. said, that has nothing to do with the rate. And there's nothing I can say. Said you can look at us online. But I said, you have to work through your trauma around your information being stolen. Because until you do that, you're not going to be able to get this loan. And she'll get taken as well. By somebody who will quote her a really low rate and then bait and switch. She said somebody quoted. Well, anyway, I'm not going to talk rates, but I'll tell you offline. I was like, <laughs> trying to laugh. I was like, oh my God. I was like, how many, I don't want to know how many people you talked to today, but, th- yeah. but this is, this is what I mean about 
I could have easily said, sure, I'll send you to our LO and give you a rate quote over the phone. Mm -hmm. That is not our philosophy. And that is not what our process supports. Yes. And it's scary to like, just let clients go, especially now, you know, Mm -hmm. in this market, it's like, I felt so good about standing my ground for the company and what the company represents and what our process represents and what we have promised people in the market. That is what we're standing behind. You know, it's another case too. It's, it's, it's interesting how what people's issue seems to be generally isn't right. So I think that's just another sidebar tale and really stopping and asking why there's nothing, there's no rate I can quote her. That's going to make her feel good about giving me her personal information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not really what the issue was. Yeah. The good thing is that you did let her go and it felt good because now that same amount of time that you were going to spend on somebody that was never going to really commit. Now you can spend that time with someone who is willing to commit. And that's where your service comes in your service level, right? It's all interactive with each other. You know, you've got to, sometimes you have to let someone go in order to serve three other people. Right. And, and that, that way of doing business is not what we do. And I Mm -hmm. think, again, this ties back with the why, the who you are and the how you back it up and and the day-to-day things that you do or don't do. Yes. Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you wanna be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting. We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work, how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road. How to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Our next WOW training begins August 3rd, 2023. Our sessions are from 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Pacific Time for Thursday, August 3rd, Friday, August 4th, Thursday, August 10th, and Friday, August 11th. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class. And see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers. 
and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at loanteamtraining.com. One more thing I wanted to mention that is a good idea also when you're putting this process together for the, the simplistic way to do it is have notes, have a, a a note in your phone. I always use the phone as an example because that's something you mm-hmm. always have with you. And start a checklist in your phone of things that you do in the process, even if it's not in order. That I'm just talking yeah. about somebody that just wants to get started, you know, and, and they right. don't they don't feel like they have enough time to really sit and document. Start when someone when an idea comes up or you do something, put the note in your phone. Just talk into your phone. Just get your phone and talk into right, it. Right, the dictation. It's section. so easy now. Yes, it makes it really yeah. easy. And then you just put your thoughts down, what you were thinking about at that moment. Like, uh, okay, when I order an appraisal, I have to do this. And you're starting to document your process. And it may not be in order. It's more of a brain dump. Yeah, but at least it will get you started so that you can put that in order later. That's how it always starts. Yes. And then once you your ideas start flowing like that, once you start doing that, it's going to make you want to do it even more and it's going to matter more to you. But my my main question for you, Allison, is how did having the process, how did it help lead to more revenue and how did you talk to your referral partners about it? Okay. So I'll take the second part first. Okay. There was some uncomfortable conversations when we drew a line in the sand and said, we are not just going to issue pre-approvals without full applications. Mm -hmm. It was not pretty for some people. Some people's fine. They didn't care. Yeah. But some agents wanted a pre-approval within 30 minutes. Most people, especially in this market, we need docs to make sure that we can qualify people. I mean, and again, there's so many teams out there that will just issue, issue, issue. Mm -hmm. So we lost some people, but we gained people. It's never a loss. When you're doing right, we really believe, we really believe this is the right way to do business. When you're doing right by people, the business will come, right? So I think that that's a really important piece. You have to, it takes time for people to get used to it and you have to just over communicate. Yes. With your referral partners. Mm -hmm. Hey, just remember, we have to review the application. Hey, just remember, we need to collect docs. Okay, well, you know, I let your our shared client know that the sooner we get the information we need, the sooner we can do this. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, referral partner, you know, whatever the person's name is, we really need this in order to get that pre-approval and then then become a partner. And the people that want to do things right, those are the people we want to work with anyway. Yes. We don't want to cut corners. Yeah. yeah. And, and telling them why, why right. you're doing it, reminding oh. them why you're doing it. Cause this and is going to help us get your loan closed faster. How many, how many times did you get to the closing table and couldn't close? <laughs> I mean, that's like the easiest explanation ever. Cause it happens all the time. Yes. Still, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Carl taught me something a long time ago and he's been teaching this for years. There's and and I learned it when he taught about, he taught me about how to do videos. What, what should you put in a video? This was many, many years ago before we even started the freedom club. I was a mortgage marketing animal client. And I remember him teaching this. So it's a process of three things. This is for a video. So we're going to take it and relate it to other things as well. Here's what I have. Here's how it will benefit you. Here's what I want you to do next. Right. And I've taken those three things and applied them to everything in my life. Whether I'm talking to my husband about what I something I want 
a, a goal that I want to reach or something that I want to do, maybe something he may not agree with, but I tell him, here's what I have. Here's how it will benefit you. Here's what I want you to do next. But I don't use those words. Right. Wait, you have it down by now, but in the That's beginning right. you're like, wait, I got to check all these boxes. A process. Yes. <laughs> Anytime you want to show somebody the benefit, you always oh, have to talk about the benefit to them. Why is it going to benefit you? And those three things have been just a staple in my yeah. languaging, how I talk to people and stuff. Because, but I don't yeah. use the words. I don't say, here's what I want. You know, here's what I have. Right. I tell them what I have. I don't say, here's how it's going right. to benefit you. I just let them know how it's going to benefit them. And then I definitely don't say, here's what I want you to do next. But right. they do it because it makes sense to them to do it that way. It's not manipulation. It's just letting them know the benefit to them. And so, it's also um, reminding you to to think in that way. Yes. If we're not providing value, why should anybody be paying us? Yes, exactly. And yep. you can't assume that people know because people yes. don't know the value. I mean, that's what I tried to, to impress on this woman on the phone and she just didn't want to hear it. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get a quote over the phone without sending any information because of X and Y. Mm -hmm. We do it because this is what's going to be better for you. Yes. Yep. Not and it's okay if resonate. they're not the right fit. Nope. Not everybody's the right fit. Nope. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's better to let them go. Yeah. But what I love about what you guys have done is you've taken this and really shown your referral partners what you have and how it benefits them. Yeah. And then they've automatically done what you want them to do next without even telling them because they're so impressed with your process. Oh, you you spell it out for them. You let them know what it really entails. Yeah. yeah. Tell tell us how you do that, like how it's made a difference for you. I'm going to say something very bold right now that I don't even think I've said to you. The way we do business and the process that we have in place is the reason we're still in business in this market. I believe it. Yes. I can say that with every ounce of my being. We don't live in our market. We don't live in the state that we lend in. So we mm -hmm. can't do the typical, you know, agent activities that a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. So the way that we've gained agents over the last three years that we've had a company is to wow them with our seamless service, communication, and closing time. The mm -hmm. other thing we haven't talked about is you will close your loans faster with the right process. Yes, <laughs> for sure. That will happen. Mm -hmm. And it's our goal to always close early if we can. Mm -hmm. And not to stress everybody else out in the process either. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Seamless. And when you do business with an agent who has not seen that before, the way you stand out is unbelievable. It really the is. The conversations I have with people. Because when we go under contract, you know, with a new agent, hey, this is how we work. It's what we do. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll see about that. Yes, you will. <laughs> and you show them instead of telling them all the time. You do tell them too. Again, though. you tell them because you want to set an expectation and you want to communicate. But I think the theme of this is it's not just what you say. It's what you do to back up what you say. Yes. And that's what a process does for any company and the yes. execution and the operational excellence. And by the way, we're not where we want to be yet with our process. Yeah. We're not. That's why I say I think it's a it's a living thing, right? It is a living thing. Yes, 
It's not that it doesn't end. It's just that you're always refining it. Yeah. Because things change in the market. They guidelines change. All kinds of yeah. things change. Yeah. You get a new piece of technology. You know, we just did a big shift today. We moved from Agent Legend to Bonzo. So. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay. we're excited. Yeah, we're excited. So that'll all have to change, right? All of our yes. agent legend process. So, you know, we mm-hmm. obviously replicated what we could. And we're excited about the additional features. And, um, yes. you know, agent legend was great for a time. And, you know, now we've outgrown it. And every time you get a new piece of technology, the process has to change. Yes. So it's a little daunting, but it's a good time to review everything again. again it is. It's all perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And so how has it led, how has having a process led to having more revenue for you? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how people hire and scale without that. Mm -hmm. I guess it's possible. It's very painful. Yeah. I can can attest to (laughs) To that because I talk to loan officers all the time. Right. You know, they try to do it without a process and it doesn't work. Not without a lot of pain. Good point. I mean, maybe just to me, it's too much pain that I can't even imagine like trying (laughs) to do that. But efficiency, number one, you have to be as efficient as possible. Your process needs to reflect that. We are really focused on that this year, right? Our efficiency. We're trying to figure out, do we need new systems? Do we have some duplicate work? You know, what keeps getting missed? You know, Sarah's constantly evaluating those pieces so that we can be better. So the efficiency piece is important. I don't know how you add additional team members or additional LOs with that. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. You know what we didn't mention at the beginning, Allison, is that you were not in the mortgage business at all. You were in a completely <laughs> different business when you started with Oliver. Yeah. And Sarah has never been in the mortgage business no. either. So you don't have to be experienced to be able to put a process together. Like you said, you just have to talk to the loan officer and get the stuff out of their head that they have automatically from experience yeah. or talk to other people that have already experienced it. Yeah. Don't let anything limit your ability to to do something like this for your business. It is mm-hmm. so necessary. And did it take us longer because we didn't know? Of course. That's probably why it took us longer because we were learning as we went. But don't let that hinder your ability to do what you need to do. Yes. It's just it's it's it doesn't matter. And a lot of times what's interesting is that because we weren't in the business and you and I talked about this a lot we had a very interesting perspective because we yes. came from a very, very process heavy, process centric organization and industry. It was mm-hmm. the technology industry. And you have to have somebody that is outside of your, you know, every day in your brain to kind of come in and just logically look at something and go, why are you doing that? that yeah. Makes sense. Exactly. And, and because you just, again, we're creatures of habit, right? We do the same things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't think about why, especially if we've been doing it a long time. Yes. And so having that counterpoint, I think was really helpful. There's a yin and a yang, right? It took longer, but I think we brought really interesting perspectives to the process and changed it and it was successful. Some yes. of it wasn't, right? But a lot of it was. Yeah. Just thank you for being here today. I just appreciate you sharing thank your process you. ideas. This is a big topic for loan officers. Big. And not not all of them even want to start this process. But it it can be very simple when you start it. It can be a, a form of a brain dump and just yes. write things down as they come to you. Yes. And, you know, there's just all kinds of ways to make it happen. So absolutely. You know, and, 
One last tip that I want to leave for the loan officers here is that they do not have to have a team member that knows what they're doing to set up the process. And I I know I made that clear a few minutes ago, saying that you came on without loan experience, so to speak, but you had process experience. There are people on your team, and I'm talking to the loan officers now, there are people on your team that know how to put a process together, that are naturally inclined to make out a checklist to do things, even though you're not naturally inclined to do that because you're going in a hundred directions and you've got the marketing and you've got recruiting and you have everything to think about. But if you can just let them pull from your mind, your experience, like Allison did with Oliver, then those people that are on your team, even if they don't have a lot of experience, they can write that process out for you like Allison did. Now, nobody's an Allison, of course, but oh, Allison is a, in a league all by herself. Oh, okay. <laughs> in a great glass. league all by herself. But you have people on your team that can do this. They're wired differently than you are. Yep. And so I would- Sarah's better you. at this than I am. Yeah. And you have to know that, you know? I mean, it's, it's okay to not be the best at everything. Exactly. Your job know is to go get your, more boundaries. business. Yeah. The, the loan officer's job is to bring more business yeah. in the door and you can't do that if you're doing everything yourself. So yeah. having it. Team- and I want to, I want to leave one last thing real quick, Irene. Yes. Cause I want to make sure this is like so important and something that took us years to learn buy into your process and buy into your ph- philosophy of how you're going to do business and don't let anyone deter you. We questioned our process and our philosophy for so long. Are we doing this to the right? Why are we doing all this upfront work? Should we just do what all these other people are doing? It's constant in your head. You're going to have a lot of naysayers. You know, it's just the way the world works for things and obstacles to come into your path. Once you have this process down and you know how you want to do business, stick with it. Yes. Don't let anyone tell you that you're wrong. Right. That's exactly right. I love that we're ending on that note because that is great advice. So thank you for being here today and sharing your knowledge with us. This won't be our last one. I'm sure we'll have many other things to talk about. If you guys are interested at all in learning about processes, in um, wanting your team to be trained, that's what we do at Loan Team Training is we train your team in processes and systems and how to make sure that the client is getting an amazing experience. So we're here if you need us. And we just appreciate you guys being here today. We we appreciate everything that you do in the loan business and how you help each other and share with each other. And so thank you, Allison, for being here. And thank Oliver thank for you. me. I'm just grateful that you were here today. So thank enjoy you. the rest of your day, everybody. Big hugs to you, Allison. Mwah. <laughs> Mwah. 